And I'd like to ask us now, my friends, to turn in our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And as we are turning after the service, I do want to strongly encourage you to go to the table where Dr. David Church is going to be found out there in the foyer and, uh, and pick up some literature about Nazarene Bible College. Even though you might not be preparing to be a pastor or an evangelist or a missionary, it's possible that you might want to take one of those online courses. Right, Dr. Church? Amen. You might want to take one or two or more and be blessed and spiritually enriched. So please see him after the service there. Would you do that? This month marks our 37th anniversary as a church. And it is our wish, or at least it has been my desire to share with you briefly what we believe, what we believe. And in part one last week, I shared with you truths as to what we believe. And now we come to part two. Last week, as you can see, we focused on the fact that we believe we can be saved through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? That comes out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9 there. And those of you who are being baptized today are in fact declaring publicly that you have repented of your sins, you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Also, we believe that we can live with Jesus forever in heaven. We talked about that last week and certainly on many other occasions. And baptismal candidates, as you are being baptized today, I want you to have an extra kick in, in, your, uh, in the baptismal tank because you can rejoice in the fact that you know that you are bound for heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Give them a hand, would you? And then thirdly, last week, we talked about how we believe in encouraging and building each other up. And that came out of uh, verse 11 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. There's a little summary of last week's message in your bulletin. If you want to hear the whole message, you can go on our website. So let's give attention now once again to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 9. God's Word says... For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so, so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Dear brothers and sisters, Honor those who are leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. <laughs> Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Verse 16. Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. 
Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Let's pray. Lord, you are faithful and I pray because of your faithfulness you will touch, you will touch each heart, each heart in these moments together as we study a portion of your holy word. Open up our minds and hearts to your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. My friends, as we go into part two on our theme of what we believe, the first truth I want to direct your attention to is this. Number one, we believe in showing honor, respect, and love towards each other. Amen. We believe in showing honor, love, and respect. And this, this comes out of uh, verses 12 and 13. Look at it with me. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. Now stick with me. Obviously, I know that these verses are specifically talking, they're talking about showing honor, uh, respect and love towards leaders in the church. I know that. And I, as I say that, I want to sincerely thank, I want to thank you for showing love, honor and respect towards those of us who are pastors here in our local church, Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. Thank you for showing honor, love, and respect towards other leaders in our congregation. Thank you for showing your, your honor, love, and respect towards our district superintendent, Reverend Fitzpatrick, and Reverend Steve Otley, our assistant superintendent. So I want to express praise to the Lord and gratitude for the way in which you, you show this towards those of us in leadership. At the same time, at the same time, I, I want to I want to broaden the truth uh, or the application here, because in various other places in the Bible, God shows us and God tells us to show honor, respect, and, and love towards everyone, and that includes you. It includes you, it includes you, you. It includes you up in the balcony. It includes you, our radio listener. It includes everyone. Romans 12 verse 10 says, take delight in honoring each other. Say it with me. Take delight in honoring each other. To honor one another means to, to show respect, to show respect and to give attention to. Um, in my new living translation, what I read to you from was my, the new living translation Bible today, which is what I've been using for probably most of the time this past year or two. But in my new living translation, Life's Application Study Bible, in the notes, in the notes, the scholar who wrote the notes makes the following beautiful comments. He says this, he says, as Christians, we honor people because they have been created in God's image. Isn't that beautiful? As Christians, we honor people, we honor one another because you have been created in God's image. That, that was so beautiful. And then he goes on and he says, 
We honor people because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ and because they have a unique contribution to make to Christ's church. The writer then goes on and says, does God's way of honoring others sound too difficult for your competitive nature? <laughs> Why not try to outdo one another in showing honor? Put others first. Wow. And then we read another part of the Bible. Romans 12.10. Uh, well, we just read a moment ago, take delight in honoring each other. But then 1 Peter 2.17 says, it says, respect everyone and love the family of believers. Marvelous, isn't it? Read it and say it with me. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. And then in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus says this. Read it out loud with me. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. My friends, whoever you are, we want to show honor, respect, and love towards you. And we ask you to also show, we ask you to show honor, love, and respect towards others, towards people in your own family, in our church family, people at work, or where you go to school, those you cross paths with at the grocery store, at the gas station when you're filling up your car, those you cross paths with when you're in line to renew your license plate sticker, who forgot to get your sticker done. I'm just reminding you today. <laughs> All right? Furthermore, show love, honor, respect to those, those who were born in Canada or have lived here a long time, as some of us have. At the same time, my friends, at the same time, show honor, respect, and love towards refugees and others who are just arriving in Canada. Now, what I just said is, uh, is very dear to my heart because, because as some of you know, I was born in the country of Greece. And speaking of Greece, I'm so happy to see my, my uncle, Uncle Tommy here. Uncle Tommy, God bless you. Welcome to church today. Uh, uncle Tom went through major hip surgery earlier this year, and it's wonderful to see him progressing. Uh, in fact, I, I still remember when he also first came to Canada. Well, when I was five years old, we were new immigrants to Toronto, Canada. And most of you wouldn't know this unless you've heard me mention it in some previous message maybe many years ago. But as a child living south of Pape and Danforth here in Toronto, I, I experienced quite a bit of pain and prejudice against me. Sometimes, uh, sometimes kids made fun of me just because of my name. I mean, what's wrong with a name like Stavropoulos? <laughs> right? I mean, in Greece, Stavropoulos is just like Smith. <clears throat> but some, some of these kids didn't know that. Sometimes kids said, 
Sometimes kids said, as I was growing up south of Pape and Danforth, sometimes kids said, uh, you, you lousy wop, you lousy this, you lousy that. Go back to where you came from. Go back, go back to that greasy country. And, uh, and in all honesty, uh, as, as a little kid, as a little kid, you know, I, 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 I really couldn't understand that kind of stuff. You know, I thought, I, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Why are they saying these bad things to me? Um, when we first came to Canada, I, I couldn't speak any English. Some of you maybe found yourselves in that situation as well. I, I didn't know any English. I had to learn the language, which was okay, which was fine. It took a little bit of time, except that there were kids who made fun of me for the first year or two, um, you know, when I couldn't understand and I couldn't read and I really couldn't speak English very well. I, I, I learned as a child that for some reason kids can be very brutal. Is, is, that, is that right? You know? I'm watching my little two-year-old grandson to make sure that there isn't a brutal streak in his body. <laughs> At least I'm going to try real hard. <clears throat> well, in, in grade, uh, it was either grade four or five at Pape Avenue Public School, I happened, I happened to win the public speaking contest, and I went on to represent my school at the Ontario Finals. Now, I, I honestly can't recall for sure, but when I won the public speaking contest, I, 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 may, have, I may have been tempted. I may have been temp tempted to, to rub it in, to rub it in to some of the kids <laughs> who made fun of me because I had to, you know, gradually learn how to speak English. Y you know what I mean? I, I don't know if I rubbed it in or not, but <clears throat> I was trying to remember. But my friends, all I want to say is show honor, respect, and love to new Canadians, whether they are children or youth or adults. Amen? Amen. Is there an amen in the house? All right. Now, Here's a second truth we want to focus on as to what we believe. Secondly, read it from the big screen. We believe in living peacefully with each other. This uh, comes from the second part of uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 13. Towards the end there it says, and live peacefully with each other. Other. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 9, Jesus is recorded as saying, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. Or if you were, that's the New Living Translation. If you were to read that in the King, King James Version, which was translated from the uh, Greek back in 1611, King James Version says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And as we think of this beautiful theme, Hebrews 12, 14 says, Work at living, work at, work at living in peace with everyone. Amen? So, what are some helps for living in peace? Well, there are many, but I just want to share a few with you. For those of you who are making notes, you might just put A. To begin with, watch 
what you say. Watch what you say. Watch your mouth, in other words. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Read it out loud with me, okay? The tongue can bring death or life. Let's go to the next verse. Proverbs 16, 24, aloud. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Isn't that lovely? Let's go to the next verse, Proverbs 15, 4. Gentle words are a tree of life. So the question is, do you watch your mouth? I didn't say, do you wash your mouth? Although sometimes some people need to wash their mouth. Do you watch your mouth? Do you watch what you say? Are you careful with what you say? Amen? And are you careful with how you say things? With how you say things? I might look at Pastor Lisa here, Dr. Lisa, and I might say, Dr. Lisa, you sure look lovely today. You sure look lovely today. Now, I think she probably would have preferred for me to stop after you sure look lovely. Forget about the today. Because she looks lovely every day. Right? Right. Let's be careful how we say things. And uh, not only do we need to watch what we say, but point B is be patient. Be patient. In fact, later in verse 14, it says, be patient with everyone. Not not with just those people you want to be patient with. You, You see what the scripture says? Be patient with everyone. Recently, I stopped off at my bank to pay my visa bill. How many of you get blessed paying your credit card? Put your hand up. Is there a hand? Is there a hand there? Oh, my. There are some of you that get blessed paying your visa bills. That's good. That's good. (laughs) If at all possible, pay them off at the end of the month. It'll save you, what, 22% interest rate? Anyway, so I went, paid my visa bill. I paid it inside the branch. Uh, but that particular branch also has a drive-through. Do you know what I mean? Some of the banks, not many, in the States, I think almost all of them have these drive-throughs, like drive-through McDonald's, but, but uh, anyway, this bank has a drive-through. As I was on my way back to my vehicle, I heard a very loud argument going on at the bank drive-through. There was a man and a woman inside a car next to the drive through bank machine, and there was another man standing outdoors on the driver's side. He, he was on the driver's side, he was very upset, and he was, he was saying, blankety blank blank, open the door, open the door, and I'm gonna bust your teeth, I'm gonna bust your face, man, I'm gonna bust you, bust your face. I looked at the scene, I thought, this is not good. <laughs> I, uh, I, I went over, What's the matter with you? (laughs) Blessed are the peacemakers. 
<laughs> for, for they shall see God. I just, I just thought of, I just thought of something I read. It's not my notes. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I read something some weeks ago. Um, somebody, somebody got to heaven. Somebody ended up in heaven, and uh, and Peter said, "You're such a young, you're such a young man. Uh, when did you get here? And and how did you get here?" And he, he said, "Oh, he said." Um, he said, I, I just got here. I just got here. And how, how, like, what, what happened? You're such a young man. He said, well, you know, I tried to, I tried to stop this fight. And um, I got the worst of it. <laughs> anyway, I'm probably, probably not remembering it fully correctly, but something like that. So where, where am I? All right. So anyway, so the, uh, these two gentlemen were at this outdoor bank machine. And I, I went over and I said, gentlemen, 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 can, can I help? Can I help? <laughs> now, this is one of those occasions when wearing a suit helps. <laughs> all right? I mean, most of you know I wear a suit all the time anyway. But um, anyway, so I, I had my suit on, and they probably, I don't know for sure, but they probably thought I was from the bank. And um, the fellow standing outside went on and he said, you know, this blankety blank blank man is, is taking too long at the bank machine. And uh, he, said, he said, I was in my car behind him, so I, I got out, I got out to ask him how long he was going to be. And he, this fellow then said, he, he, he swore at me, man, you know, he, he swore at me. And, and he says, I'm not going to put up with garbage like that from him. No, I'm not going to put up, I'm going to bust his, bust his teeth. Then the fellow inside the car said, well, I, sir, I, I was just trying. I was just trying to do my banking when this guy started to shoot off his mouth at me. Seeing that it was a very volatile situation, I said to the man standing outside, I said, sir, can you just please stand back a little? Just stand back a little. A little. Let him finish his transaction, and then he'll be gone. The guy inside the car uh, told me that he was finished, and so I said, please, just drive away, like, quickly, just drive away, so the other gentleman can use the bank machine. And fortunately, he left. Fortunately, he left. I mean, he was all angry, messed up. By the way, that fellow's not in the, in the sanctuary here, uh, are you? <laughs> or are you listening by radio? If you are, that's okay. You need to hear this. Okay? Anyway, so fortunately, the fellow in the car left, and the other man told me a little bit more about what he thought about that guy, but then he pulled up his car to the bank machine and did his business. And I, I remember thinking, I remember thinking, how sad, how sad. The two men could have ended up having a serious fight. They could have been badly injured, could have even gotten them, could have even killed one another. They would have definitely definitely been charged with assault, and one or both of them could have ended up in prison. Why? Why? Because one person wasn't patient, and if the story was correct, the other, patient, the other person shot, shot off his mouth. Right? Proverbs 16, 32 says, 
Better to be patient than powerful. Isn't that something? Proverbs 16, 32. Better to be patient than powerful. Here's something else which uh, can help you live in peace. For those making notes, it's point C. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowance for each other's faults. Now, I know you don't have any faults. This is for someone else. Or you think you don't have any faults, but God knows better. And your family members know better. And I know better. <laughs> Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Right? No matter who you are, there will be times in your family, at church, at work, at school, in your neighborhood, when someone will say something or do something or might, might forget to do something, and something that you ask them to do, and it might hurt you, disappoint you, upset you. Well, you can hold on. You, you, can, you can hold on to it for the rest of your life. Yeah, you could. You could hold on to it. Or you can promote peace by being quick to forgive. And you decide. You decide. Up in the balcony, you decide. Radio listener, it's your choice. My choice. You can let it, let it bother you for the rest of your life. Or you can say, Lord, help me to forgive. I will forgive. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 17, verse 9 says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven. That's beautiful, isn't it? Is there anyone that you need to forgive? Or do you need to accept someone's forgiveness? Create some peace. Create some peace. Baptismal candidates, remember to follow peace, says the Bible. Remember to follow peace with all women and all men. Amen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. There's a third truth we want to focus on today, and obviously there are many more truths here, but we don't have time to spend uh, on each one of them. And I want to take you to this third truth, and it is this. We believe God can make us holy in every way. And that's entire sanctification. This truth is beautifully spoken of in verses 23 and, and 24. Why don't we uh, read it together in unison from the big screen. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. 
God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. That's a New Living Translation, a translation that was done from the original language, language in the 1990s. Uh, the New International Version, which is a translation from the original Greek language in the 1970s. The NIV, New International Version, first part of verse 23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. Or if you have the King James Version, translation from 1611, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. So this is where in the Church of the Nazarene we get the term entire sanctification. So the question, question, what does it mean to be made holy in every way? Verse 23 says, now may the very, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. What does it mean? Okay, stick with me for a little bit. It means this, it means... We have surrendered every part of our life to the Lord. Question, have you? Have you surrendered? Baptismal candidates, I know that you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, but you and I, we can go deeper in our relationship with him, and there needs to come a point where we surrender everything that we are completely to the Lord. What does it mean to be made holy in every way, to be sanctified through and through? It also means, it also means that we have prayed, that we have prayed, Lord, cleanse my heart, cleanse my inward nature of all sin. Purify me, Lord. In the Psalms, David cried out, Create in me a pure heart, O Lord. And that is a part, that is a part of, of, of seeking to be made holy in every way, sanctified through and through. It also means that we have prayed, Lord, fill me, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. We say, Lord, come into every nook and cranny of my life. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Take full control of all that I am, every aspect of my life. This is a part of what it means to be made holy in every way, to be sanctified through and through. But let's move on. Point B. Notice that our whole life is to be affected. Our whole life is to be affected. Verse, the latter part of verse 23 says, May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless. And this expression is a, is a way of saying that God, God must be involved in every aspect of your life and mine. May your whole spirit and soul and body, in other words, may all that you and I are, may all that God has made us to be, be impacted by his spirit. Amen? What does it mean to be made holy in every way? It also means, it also means point C for anyone taking notes. It means that God is faithful in making us holy. 
God is faithful in making us holy, sanctifying us through and through. Verse 24 tells us this. It says, God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Amen? God will make this happen, for he who called you is faithful. My friends, we believe in the church of the Nazarene, and there are other churches as well. It's not just us. We believe that God can make us holy in every way. And that's entire sanctification. Now, we might be at different stages in our spiritual journey. Perhaps you're someone that has recently started in your Christian faith as you repented of your sins and, and said, Jesus, I believe, I believe my Lord Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. And you, you started on the spiritual journey. And we grow, we grow closer to the Lord, and we call that gradual sanctification. But there can come a time when we cry out and say, as the Bible says, Lord, sanctify me through and through. Purify me wholly, totally. And you and I have the privilege of getting to that, that moment, that turning point, that crisis point, as some would say, of saying, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all that I am, every nook and cranny of my life. I give it all to you, Lord. Sanctify me through and through. I encourage you to pray fervently and to say, Lord, I want to experience, I want to experience the truth of 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May you be sanctified through and through. Amen. So my friends, what we believe here are the three truths we have focused on today. Number one, we believe in showing honor, respect, and love towards each other. I invite us this week to apply this truth in our daily living in ways that perhaps you and I have never quite applied it until we got a better grasp of it from the scripture today. Secondly, we believe in showing. Boy, we really need that one repeated. That's good. That's okay. Secondly, we believe in living peacefully with each other. We, we believe in living peacefully with each other. Is there something that you need to do this week? To better live in peace, maybe with a family member, maybe with a co-worker, maybe with a neighbor, maybe with someone in the church, maybe with someone from school days that you need something, you need to do something to make things right. Live peacefully with each other. And thirdly, we believe God can make us holy 
in every way. And so let us cry out and say, Lord, I need entire sanctification. Anthony, would you play for a moment here as we bow our heads, as we bow our heads. Dear Lord, we thank you for the powerful truths recorded in your holy Bible. And Lord, I pray that you would inspire and help each one of us to live these truths out so that they're not truths that we just read about in church on a Sunday or in a Sunday school class or in some other Bible class, but rather that they are truths that change us for the better, that impact us. And so I pray, dear God, that whoever we are here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene Sanctuary or those listening on the internet by radio, Lord, we pray, we pray, O oh God, that you will use these truths to help change us more into the person you want us to be for your honor and for your glory. Let it be so. Let it be so. I thank you for this beautiful group of people. I thank you, Lord, for those who were born here in Canada those who have been here for decades. And I thank you for those who have only recently arrived in this beautiful country of ours. And together we want to be God's people, living and loving one another, whatever culture, cultural background we might have, whatever racial background we might have, whatever economic level we might have, whatever it is, oh dear God, we're thankful for the privilege, the honor of honoring one another and respecting each other and loving one another. And we know, Lord, that we can better live out that truth as we seek to be sanctified through and through. We know we can live better in, in peace and harmony as we experience your entire sanctification in our individual hearts and lives. So sanctify us, O oh God. Sanctify us through and through. Make us holy in every respect. And know, knowing that you, you then better equip us to show honor, respect, and love towards each other and to, to, practice, to practice peace. That is our prayer. And now, Lord... As we baptize our precious believers, may you touch them by your Holy Spirit in a beautiful way. Thank you for the faith that you started in them at some point in their lives. We thank you for their desire to be baptized today. Touch their hearts. And may you use us as a church family to encourage them and to help build them up in the faith in the present and in the future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.